You can pray until you faint. But if you don't get up and try to do something, God is not going to put it in your lap. And it's no need of running and no need of saying, Honey, I'm not going to get in the mess. Welcome to Black Power Talks. I'm Soliana Bakel, your co-host for this episode. And I'm Dr. Matsumela Odom. Uhuru means freedom in Swahili, and freedom is on our minds 24-7. As Black History Month 2023 drew to a close, the U.S. government and its partners in the financial sector escalated its campaign against the right of today's Black Power movement to freedom of speech and association. The DOJ and FBI have extended their efforts to stop the Uhuru movement from continuing its 50-year history of work building African self-determination into the economic arena. Following the July 29, 2022 FBI raid of seven Uhuru movement properties and theft of the electronics and files of several of its institutions and individuals, along with acts of arson, flame-torching the organization's African flag, and burning an abandoned black community church slated for renovation to a community center, false arrests and FBI interrogation of a member, and the announcement of a $10 million reward for anyone with information to aid their bogus accusation of Russian manipulation of the organization's work to empower the African community, The U.S. government is now attempting to undermine the financial strength of this black power organization using the same methods of economic sanctions that it continues to impose on China, Cuba, Venezuela, Russia, and any nation that poses a threat to the continued domination of U.S. imperial power. The crowdfunding platform GoFundMe withheld over $9,000 in donations from hundreds of supporters until forced to release the funds through legal action. The county commission in Pinellas County, Florida, voted to take back $38,000 in approved funding for the Uhuru Movement's Black non-commercial community radio station. Facebook has shut down the group's ability to raise funds through supporters' crowdfunding events. In early March 2023, Regions Bank notified the Uhuru Movement's nonprofit African People's Education and Defense Fund that their, quote, relationship would be terminated, unquote including for accounts tied to programs of the Black Power Blueprint. The Black Power Blueprint is an Uhuru Movement project building economic development for the impoverished African working class community of North St. Louis. Thousands of people, including the white community, have donated to these programs. 
The Uhur movement has over 50 economic development institutions and has an over 20-year working relationship with Regions Bank. Regions Bank had appointed FBI Assistant Director of International Operations, John Bowles, as the manager of the bank's international and cyber investigation. Regions, along with other banks, are currently engaged in interrogations with account holders to gather inside information. We know that attacks like these are a long-standing tactic of COINTELPRO and counterinsurgency used to crush economic power and self-determination for African and oppressed people. A hundred years ago, Marcus Garvey was also charged with being a Russian agent. His United Negro Improvement Association had 11 million African members with chapters in 52 countries. Through arrest, deportation, and economic attacks on his shipping line and vast network of economic initiatives, Garvey's movement was crushed. But his legacy lives on in the work of the Uhura movement, and this time, the African nation is winning. On March 7, 2023, the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa campaign held an emergency webinar to publicly address these economic sanctions. Mwazi Odom, chair of the Hands Off campaign, opened the emergency convening by underscoring the significance of these recent economic sanctions in relation to the important work that the Black Power Blueprint is doing on the ground in North St. Louis. And we have to understand that right now we are in a period, we are in a period right now that this counterinsurgency on July 29th just reveals the crisis of imperialism, the crisis that everybody complains about. Everybody complains about it from the right wing to, you know, even people who consider themselves as a chairman, you know, as we understand as revolutionary forces, you know, anybody who is oppressed are dealing with this social system and everybody is upset with the system and should be upset. And these right here are a few of the comrades who have been on the front lines fighting back and have been named as unindicted co-conspirators in this in these bogus charges. And we are here to fight back. We are here to defend the chairman who we understand is the target, is the target of the U.S. government, because um, we understand that every contradiction that we are experiencing is a consequence of what the chairman has continued to push, which is colonialism and the colonial powers that are attempting to, to maintain this fragile and weakening system on the backs of the colonized people and the oppressed peoples of the world. It's important for us to know that these attacks on July 29th didn't just start on July 29th. We can look back at July 2nd, um, when 27 days before the FBI raids, um, the, you know, we had somebody come out in broad daylight and torch the red, black, and green flag that hangs proud, that f- waves proudly in front of the Uhuru House in St. Petersburg, Florida. Then, of course, the July 29 attacks, but then on September 2022, a petition that had been circulating around that gathered more than 130,000 signatures was wiped clean from, Af- um, from change.org. This was a petition of people who united with and agreed that, that they, just like we, wanted to charge Africans charging the United States with genocide. Then on October 31st, the unlawful arrest of an of an Uhura movement member, um, Timba Shabanda, who was, um, you know, who was arrested on these, you know, quote unquote, making terroristic threats, only to only to find out that this was just another attempt for the state to, you know, you know, bring somebody in and try to cause division and to neutralize the movement and to get false information from this comrade. Then we have on December 22nd, many of you were at that meeting when we had to call an emergency meeting to, to gather and rally forces for the threats of pending indictments on our co- on unindicted co-conspirators, learning that indictments were looming and expected in early January 2023. Then in January 7th, 
um, as the party was in the, uh, you know, the Black Power Blueprint, which is, you know, one of the many programs of the African People's Socialist Party was in the process of purchasing this church that you see that's literally on flames, an inferno across the street from the chairman's home in the impoverished north side of St. Louis, Missouri. A, um, a, a building that we were in the process of purchasing to expand our programs was was burned. This was clearly in 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 arson, um, you know, case there is there is you know clues of that. It's very clear. But again, this is just another attack. And then on February fourteenth, you know, how else can imperialism show its love to African people and and to the African working class community by um, by the way of the Pinellas Pinellas County in um, in Saint Petersburg, Florida, who revoked a grant, a thirty six thousand dollar grant that was going towards Black Power um, ninety six radio, which they had applied for and were one of of over fifty or so applicants and were the top applicants of this grant and were just completely revoked in a private meeting that was not on the agenda, that was not announced to the public, and they voted to rescind this grant. As the chairman says, we are not retreating, we are building. And the African people's, you know, the African liberation struggle will be redeemed in this period in history right now through this counteroffensive right here. So we, we have to understand that this will change everything. As the chairman has said, we are going to put the state on trial because there is no way that those who are fighting for freedom and liberation for the people should be the ones that have to face trial. The, the, the chairman has said it and we are behind this fully. We will put the state on trial. Many of the images and things that we've just talked about took place in North St. Louis where the Black Power Blueprint a, um, you know, um, ex, um, exists. So these are just some of the programs of the Black Power, Power Blueprint that the that the Uhura movement has built since they first um, arrived there in um, about 2017. So you have the Uhura House and Aquaba Hall. This is the historic, this is used for community, you know, you know, center, baby showers. It's open to the community. This is one of the, um, you know, projects of the Black Power, Power Blueprint. We also want you to see about the One Africa, One Nation Farmers Market. This gives um, the African community an opportunity to come and to and to engage in genuine economic um, development for the community, to be able to start their own businesses, to be able to sell you know, food and have fresh produce and bring African farmers into the process. This is one of the many programs of the Black Power Blueprint. You also see the, uh, you know, we want to honor and appreciate um, Gary Brooks, you know, this community garden was named after him, a beautiful garden that sits right across the street from the Uhura house, <clears throat> where you have community members coming to grow fresh food and flowers and just a beautiful outdoor venue. Um, we also have, you know, volunteer days that we do in the garden. This is all, you know, volunteers, people in the community who want to be a part of this and who see this literally changing the face of North St. Louis. The One Africa, One Nation mural project. We want to appreciate Jamie, the artist who, who, who designed a fabulous mural, not only here, but also at our community basketball court. And one of our most recent projects, the Black Power Vanguard basketball court. This is, this was, um, one of the last things that was built just before, just before the FBI raids, where you had African children playing in the streets using bicycle hoops as, um, you know, or, you know, bicycle rims as their hoops and, you know, getting hassled and harassed by the cops. Now they have an opportunity to have an actual court and they want to attack that. They don't, you know, you know, the FBI doesn't want a basketball court. You know, they also don't want the African Independent Workforce Program which is a program that allows African people returning from the colonial prison system with an opportunity to now not only have a place to live and not be stuck behind bars on parole for all this time, but now actually has a chance to work 
and, and you know, find work through our African independent work, work workforce program. The colonial state does not want that. Another thing that they don't want, and actually it's important to say on July 29th, when they attacked the home of deputy chair and, um, and chairman, um, deputy chair was on her way to, to start this African doula project on day one. And just to know that we finished that project, you know, the FBI raids did not stop the relentless struggle of the movement, something that we are building that is in the works, that we have the land, and we're going to continue to build the Uhuru Wakulea, which means freedom to nurture African Women's Health Center, also in North St. Louis. The African, you know, people, um, you know, Socialist Party and the, and, and, the, and the Uhuru movement see the need, especially in St. Louis, where you have something like so many Black babies die in the first year of life to fill over 15 kindergarten classrooms. That's why this program exists. That's why we're going to build this program. But again, the FBI does not want, and the U.S. government and the state, the colonial state, this is the entity, does not want this to happen. We understand that this attack by Regents Bank, one of the banks that is working with the FBI to crush our liberation struggle and to crush our right for self-determination, self will use these types of tactics, right? We learned that these are the type of tactics that they will use through counterinsurgency and to know that they, this Regents Bank particularly, has an FBI agent at their bank. And this is, again, part of their counterinsurgency tools. That was Mwesi Odom, chair of the Hands Off Campaign. Deputy Chair Ona Zinaya presented on the work of the Black Power Blueprint and identified the nature of these recent attacks. Deputy Chair Ona Zinaya also spoke towards the important defense of the economic work she has led, even highlighting some important victories she has won in this current economic struggle. So as you can see the, that the U.S. government has imposed economic sanction on the Uhura movement. Economic sanctions can be used as a cohesive measure for achieving particular policy goals related to trade or humanitarian violations. Economic sanctions are used as an alternative weapon instead of going to war to achieve a desired outcome. We want, they're forcing us to go back to the masters. They are closing off our ability to utilize banks and government monies that are supposed to go to our community to advance investments that benefit our community. They burned the church directly across the street from my home on Redbud Avenue. We, are in, we were in contract to secure this building to expand community programs. While this is evidence of arsons, no investigation is ongoing. So they have stopped APDL Facebook birthday fundraising that people did from all over the country to support the Black Power Blueprint programs. For more than a week last month, the credit card processing company Sprite rejected sustainer pledges from our Africans One Billion Strong donor campaign, saying that an individual owned this account instead of our organization. This was in spite of nearly relentless work by our administrator to get them to put the appropriate information into the system. This was clearly an attempt to discourage our donors, waste precious time, delay urgent needed funds, and even cut off those funds. GoFundMe held over $9,000 of contributions made to the Hands Off Africa um, Uhuru campaign for more than three months. They refused to release those funds donated by supporters in our name with no explanation. The funds was finally released when our attorney got involved. Our nonprofit APDF received an email directly to me last week from Regions Bank stating that they wanted to discuss this relationship. The person who sent this email did not in the most unprofessional way, as you can see, 
using only part of my first name, not identifying himself, his title or clear business information. After responding, stating, I wasn't clear who this is and what relationship was he's talking about. He responded in another email saying, Ona, I am the new uh, officer assigned to the African People's Education and Defense Fund relationship, as well as Uhura Foods and Pies, LLC. I believe the previous officer, Denise Carney, had communicated that relationship would be transitioning to me. Well, they did not send that. We are reviewing the mature loan for APDF ending in 0193 for an extension. I'll let to, I like to schedule some time to discuss this further with you. Is there a day and time this week or next week works best for you? Regards. In the same phone call conversation, Mr. Chiotri said they will not renew the mortgage loan for Huru Jico building in St. Louis. Our biggest project is a Huru Jico bakery, cafe, and commercial kitchen where Black Power Blueprint is fighting mass incarceration. We have purchased this building from a private owner in October, 2017. This will be our national headquarters for Hoover Foods and Pies and also our cafe and bakery where we will bake all of our products. We have completed the architectural plans and bakery design developed by local architect, Dwayne Thompson and international bakery designer, Michelle Seuss also has designed this uh, architect. So this project is a total of $1.2 million that we're gonna be investing in and making this happen. So we have completed the demolition that started June 13th of 2022. And um, we completed that in August of 2022. This would include the African Independent Workforce Program that would train African men and women coming out of the colonial prison system under the slogan, our labor, our future. They will be trained in the food production and catering industry to become their own boss. The chairman has always had the vision for the party and the African working class controlling the means of production. In 1979, he visited co-op uh, food warehouse in Oregon and declared someday this will be ours. And that day is near. They also demanding that we pay nearly $70,000 balance on a loan by April, which is next month. This is not a common practice. We have invested $150,000 and we're not going to let them take this away. We have a 20 plus year history with Region Bank. We have seller credit depositing hundreds of thousands of dollars with Regions and over the years paying off several mortgages and credit lines on time, if not early. They said that regions will be exiting this relationship by closing down all of our accounts, including our line of credit on which we owe nothing. We use this credit capacity to keep projects moving forward and take advantage of in investments opportunities. They refuse to provide a reason for exiting the relationship, citing their right to do so at this time. They also said that they will be contacting Uhuru, not specifying which entity they were referring to. We expect that they will demand the full payoff of 187,000 mortgage loan in the name of Black Star Industries and Uhuru Foods and Pies for Uhuru Solidarity Center on Greva. We are not in violation of, of any existing mortgage contract for this property, which is scheduled to be paid off in 2036. In addition, APSC, and several other movement entities have checking accounts at regions. Next, the uh, Pinellas County Commission revoked 
the grant for nearly $37,000 for the Black Power 96. These funds came from, federal, from, from the federal government to support capital development in communities affected by COVID. We have already won this grant and APDF was ranked fourth highest of all 55 applications submitted for these funds. These funds would enhance the ability of Black Power 96 to provide emergency services to our impoverished community in the south side of St. Petersburg and make the studio equipment accessible to our blind station manager, DJ Eddie. Black Power 96 is in the process of his second grant for these funds and is fighting to move forward to get a generator for a St. Petersburg Ahura house. The Pinellas County Commission has indicated that they will pull this grant from funding even if the foundation managing the grant approves it. And they did approve that grant today. So we're still waiting to hear from the commissioner to see what they're gonna do. So we must wage a counteroffensive to defend the economic institution. It is the FBI, the state that controls everything and set the terms for what is considered law. They do not want political and economic power in the hands of the African working class. They do not want money circulating in the black community so that we can assume the power to control our future. They want us dependent as they do all colonized people of the world whose land, labor and resources fill their pockets and create wealth for their families and communities. So in this period, the chairman's motto is to seize, hold and develop. And that's what we're gonna do. That was Deputy Chair Onazane Ishitela. You are listening to Black Power Talks, produced by WBPU Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. In today's episode, we address current FBI and Department of Justice economic sanctions against African self-determination. For more information on the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa campaign, visit handsoffuhuru.org. African community leaders from around the U.S. spoke out in defense of the Black Power Blueprint and against these economic sanctions. First was St. Louis Alderman, Jesse Todd. Uh, I unite unite with everything that the uh, previous speakers have said, and uh, I would just like to say that that this attack is uh, not only on the African People's Socialist Party uh, and and PETAM, this is an attack on all freedom-loving people not only in America, but all over the world. This is an attack on our democratic rights as citizens who fight against our colonialism. We must resist these attacks. With all our resources, all our efforts, we must, uh, as uh, Comrade Jesse Neville said, we must demonstrate against the banks, boycott. We must uh, use Facebook and any other media that is available to uh, exercise our democratic rights, uh, regardless to as whether it's the FBI or the uh, banking institutions or any other institutions that attack us, we must immediately fight back and uh, and continue to doing what we're doing now, which is to inform the people and organize the people. We must raise whatever uh, resources are necessary to beat these bogus charges. We must not let them intimidate us, but we must uh, continue to fight to beat these bogus charges because once we beat them here, then that will also stop them from attacking other people because this is just 
and attack to uh, because of the imperialism crisis, not because we've done anything wrong, because we've done everything right, which is to uh, raise funds and become independent and do fast sales. As well, we heard from New York City Councilman Charles Barron. Uhuru comrades, and they don't know who they're messing with. No. They're messing with the children of Shaka Zulu. They're messing with the children of Queen Anzinga. They're messing with the Maroons. And we will fight back and we will win. So I want to bring you greetings from New York. The Big Apple, as I always say, never gave us a bite. We're still fighting. But I want to bring you greetings also from Operation Power. You know, tonight we were going to donate $500, but we decided to double it to 1000 The more they hit, we're going to hit back harder and more money to come. So just in terms of my friend and my comrade in struggle and our friends and comrade in struggle, Sister uh, Ona and Brother Omali Yesitella, that you know we're with you a thousand percent. And you know, this is a sign of a time that they're desperate and they're losing. They do these desperate things because they're losing. They're losing all over the world. And we're not in an isolated situation. They're losing all over the world. We are winning this struggle. It is only a matter of time. They're not going to commit suicide. They're not going to just give it up. So we have to take it. And that's what we're in the process of doing in New York City. And we unite with all the efforts by the African People's Socialist Party and all the comrades there. And just remember, when they come for Uhuru in the morning, they're coming for us in the afternoon, and they're coming for you at night. So on that basis, we must all unite. Uhuru comrades, we're going to win. We're winning in the streets. We're going to beat them in the court like Afeni Shakur did with the Panther 21, beat them in their own courts. And the same thing is going to happen in this movement. Right on to my comrade Jalil. We fought hard to have Jalil uh, liberated and also um, Seth Hayes, who made his transition, and Herman Bell. Also in New York, we had them live and Proseku Odinga. We have a great relationship with all of them. So Uhuru comrades, we will win for whatever. Betty Davis, Black is Back Coalition steering committee member and longstanding organizer in New York City, also spoke out. This is about a struggle for survival. Uh, there was once a movie called, I think it was called uh, Lord of the Flies, and it showed the disintegration into barbarism of the capitalists. That's how I saw the movie. And we are living through that again. They're, you, they're losing in the Ukraine. And they're going to lose in Africa. And we've got this blackness leadership class. And this official of this bank is a representative of that blackness leadership class. And we must call them out and we must defeat them because they are serving as tools of the capitalists. That's number one. Number two, the very fact that all of you showed up for this uh, Zoom webinar tonight shows that there is resistance. And as long as there is resistance, there is a chance of freedom. And I want to reinforce what Charles Barron said. Um, this is not just a question of the African People's Socialist Party. I always like to come at Lisa Davis says, touch one, touch all. 
What's happening in Cop City is going in Georgia is going to be Cop City all over America if we don't stand up and fight against anybody that's touched because they represent us. And anyone who stands for liberation and freedom represents us. And when you think about what the crime is that these people have committed, they had the nerve to try to have health care, food uh, co-ops, housing, and to teach people the reality of their history and to help them change that history. So as someone who's into education, Paolo Freire said, you must read your world. And if you read in your world, you are joining and fighting to protect and defend the African People's Socialist Party. And I thank you for the opportunity to speak. Uh, we have a broadcast tonight. We've got some of the members of Co-op City calling in. Some of our Jericho comrades in Boston have been arrested and charged as terrorists. And they're currently the new COINTELPRO. And Chairman Yeshitela was one of the first to jump on this issue of what is the COINTELPRO? Who are the new ones? Who are the new black identity extremists? And we see who they are and we commend him for his valiant fight. And we are so proud of you for the way you did not take one step back. And we have your back. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Brooklyn's in the house, and <laughs> we're going to keep on keeping on. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourselves and stay strong. Belinda Parker Brown, CEO of the human rights organization Louisiana United International, spoke out strongly against these sanctions. You know, um, everybody that's listening, you know, I'm here to expose. I just talked with one of my chief executives on our legal defense team, and he was just telling me that Regions Bank works very closely with all of the divisions of the U.S. Department of Justice. Um, it's, it's almost like a, a quasi-government agency. And, you know, we're here to expose that because, you know, a lot of times we don't know who we're dealing with. And this is, you know, this is how these people set their traps, you know, to, um, to snatch the rug out from up under us when we're advancing. And I want to say that we are winning. I agree with all of my comrades that saying we are winning. That's the reason why they're shaking in their boots. You know, this is the right time and the right attack. And most importantly, the right people. This time they got it right because they messing with people that's going to fight back. You know, we as black people in America, you know, we've been up, we've been down, we've been all, you know, running around on the merry-go-round, but now we're fed up and we're saying enough is enough and we're not going to take it no more. So we know that the attack by the FBI on black people that's advancing, that is um, for reparation and freedom and liberty and self-sustainability for black people here in the United States, we're saying this is our time and we're not going to take the attack that you bring in against us this time. You did it to all of our forefathers all the way back, you know, a hundred years ago. But we're saying that right now in this 21st century, that black people are fed up with these type of attacks and we're going to fight back to the very end and we're going to expose you and what you have done and what you're trying to do and you're not going to get away with it. 
So I hope you're listening. You can run and tell that. So I appreciate everyone one that have, you know, stood up in this fight because we're saying we're not crying anymore. We're not whining. We're not begging. We're not going to ask you for your handouts. We're not coming to you for permission on what we can. Can we do this? Can we do that? No more. We're demanding our freedom, our liberation, and our self-sustainability right here, right now in the United States of America. Thank you. You are listening to Black Power Talks, produced by WBPU, Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. In today's episode, we address current FBI and Department of Justice economic sanctions against African self-determination. For more information on the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa campaign, visit handsoffuhuru.org. Lastly, we hear from Chairman Omalia Shetela of the African People's Socialist Party. I, I know that... Uh... This meeting was one that uh, called on uh, people, especially who were uh, connected uh, to the emergency response uh, team. The, the, the assumption that indictments uh, uh, were on the uh, immediate agenda or certainly imminent is uh, something that made it necessary for us to uh, try to ask you uh, and as many people as possible to be prepared, prepared uh, to respond uh, to an indictment. And as you know, uh, the indictment jailing me, jailing uh, the people who have uh, been uh, uh, spoken of as uh, so-called non-indicted co-conspirators, uh, the basis for this is the story movement, yes. is uh, to keep us from uh, making this struggle for the liberation of African people. The truth of the matter is, uh, after everything is uh, said and done, uh, that freedom is illegal for Black people. And of course, that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you have a system of slavery, uh, then freedom for the slave has to be illegal. The system can't exist. And if you have a system based on colonialism, which is a foreign and alien domination of a people where the resources of the system uh, requires the ongoing uh, extraordinary extraction of value uh, from uh, people who are locked into uh, colonialism, uh, then, uh, colonial then, then freedom cannot be legal. And so the laws of the system, uh, like they were able to put Nat Turner on trial, uh, who led a struggle for African people to be free and they hanged him, they killed him. Uh, they were able to put Denmark Vesey on trial and others who, and, and John Brown, who uh, actually united with the struggle of African people uh, to be free. They put him on trial and they and found him guilty and they hanged him. So freedom is illegal for the slave, for the colonizers. There's no way to get around it. I don't care how much they dress it up. I don't care about the speeches that one heard from Thomas Jefferson, who himself was a, was a pedophile, who owned black people. This is the history that they don't want taught anymore uh, in the United States uh, classes because it exposes the nature of this social system. So uh, we, we uh, uh, initiated this uh, emergency call uh, because uh, the banking uh, institutions, the financial institutions of this country, uh, the way they're using them, uh, weaponizing them, uh, functions uh, in the same way uh, that indictments would function. They want to shut down the program, shut down the struggle for freedom, shut down the actual manifestation of that, of that struggle. And so that's why it's really important for us to call on you uh, everybody, because I think we have to respond uh, to this as urgently as we would respond uh, to the indictments, as urgently as we're going to respond uh, to the indictments. Uh, that's extremely important. Uh, 
so that's that's necessary to say. Uh, the fact is that the government is treating the African People's Socialist Party and our movement. It's a movement, uh, a party uh, that has been preparing to govern. We've created what we call dual and contending power. We've been doing this work now for 50 years. And the objective, of course, is the liberation, total, absolute, unconditional, non-whimpering, begging, butt-kissing freedom. That's the thing that we've been fighting for for more than 50 years. Uh, our objective was to, to, to complete the Black Revolution of the 1960s. The revolution, uh, uh, the military attack on that revolution that's responsible. Somebody told me, I can't see you, uh, that Jaleel Montaquin, uh, who himself was a political prisoner for many, many years, who, who was somebody who stood up and, uh, and, and, and actually uh, moved forward to, for the liberation of our people. He's, he's one of those persons. And, and uh, our objective was to complete this revolution, that the jailing of, 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 of this comrade, the, the jailing of the political prisons and prisons of war from the Black Liberation Army was not going to stop this movement. And, uh, uh, and the thing is that it's really important to understand this because they didn't just jail those comrades, those comrades, they didn't just jail Jaleel, they didn't just jail the Panther 21, they didn't just kill Lawrence Mann, uh, the co-founder of the African People's Socialist Party. The entire African liberation movement was under assault, under arrest. They killed leaders up and down. They killed Malcolm. They killed Martin Luther King. Uh, they assassinated and jailed scores. We don't even know hundreds of people, how many people they killed uh, during this uh, period, how many people they jailed. We don't have uh, numbers for that. And their objective was to make sure that we would never be free. All Black people wanted, all, all uh, Jaleel, Montaquin, uh, and others were fighting for was for the happiness of our people, that African people have a right to happiness, and we have a right to uh, return of the resources that have been stolen from us and that they've used, they're utilized to build this system of, of wealth for the colonizer and extreme poverty uh, for those who are, part, uh, who are colonized. And in order to keep a colonial people uh, in subjugation, it's absolutely necessary uh, to utilize extreme violence every day. Every aspect of the lives of Black people is one that is filled with violence that's imposed on us directly and indirectly. Uh, and the African People's Socialist Party has been working for all this time. We are a revolutionary organization. Our objective is the total, absolute, unconditional liberation and unification of Africa and African people globally. That's what we fight for. That's what we've struggled for. That's what these uh, programs that's under assault is about because the objective was to prepare and to govern. We're not talking about a movement of whining, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, forces that are talking about Black Lives Matter, which doesn't mean anything to anybody. And to now we are talking about completing this revolution. When when Jalea went to went to prison, uh, it was clear that the movement was about against colonialism, it, the struggle against colonialism. When the Black Panther Party was alive, the objective uh, was to win uh, the capacity for self-government by African people. It was the pre preparing to actually exercise uh, that kind of leadership. And that's what the African People's Socialist Party has been doing. And we've learned from all of that history. We've learned from everything that's happened since then, from Snoop, SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee that, in, that gave birth uh, to the Black Panther Party with the Black Panther, with the Lowndes County Freedom Organization that we built in Lowndes County, Alabama in 1965 that used this Panther that has become iconic uh, as a symbol uh, that marked a whole new day that people were no longer begging and no longer relying on the Democratic Party set up the Black Panther Party. And this was in Alabama. This wasn't just a group of radical people that were extremists that were out there. This was community 
were, was involved in doing that. So uh, we, have, we have been on that trajectory uh, since that time. So I wanted to be able to say that. I wanted to be able to say that uh, 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 despite the fact that we recognize that this government is opposed to anything like dissent, it locks up people for dissent, et cetera, but there is a special relationship that colonized people have to this government and have uh, to, the, to the emergence of Europe as a, as a self-conscious uh, entity, Europeans as a self-conscious uh, group of people and the emergence of what we now know as white people. All of that came uh, as a consequence of the, of uh, first of all, starting with Portugal's attack more than 600 years ago on Africa, uh, beginning a process that where all of the people who became Europeans through this process came to understand uh, that the way to get wealth and resources was through uh, slavery and colonialism. Colonial slavery is what has occurred. And we saw the emergence of a world economy for the first time in history. Never was a world economy until African people were kidnapped and then forcibly transferred all around the world, including North St. Louis, where I am sitting uh, right now today. This is how this whole thing was constructed. This is why the African People's Socialist Party is so dangerous because it's a parasitic relationship. And at the moment that the host begins to reject the parasite, the parasite cannot live without having blood to suck, resources to steal, rip off from peoples around the world, a whole system based on that globally. So all of the political activity that you see happening in the world happens within this construct of a, of a, of a, of a colonial mode of production. And then you have the African People's Socialist Party that's been working. Not only have we been working, but because we, have, we were free on the ground, because we organized from, for, for 50 years. We've been building this building in practice, making struggle, and also making and developing our theory as a concept. That's why we're African internationalists, because the revolution has to have a philosophy. It has to be based on some kind of theory. It has to say to what end. It can't just be this and that any given time because that's spontaneity. And spontaneity is the, birth, is the mother of what? Opportunism. And so uh, a movement has to be connected to a final aim in order for it to be consistent and not something that moves, that can be sold out or sells itself out uh, and works against its own interests sometimes. I want to uh, acknowledge quickly uh, because I cannot see you, uh, and uh, uh, I don't know uh, everyone's on, but somebody just made it a point to let me know uh, that my son uh, 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 and and dear comrade uh, Matula Olukbala from uh, uh, from Dead Prayers is on, and haven't seen or talked to you for a while, boy, <laughs> and that uh, we need to do some more of that. And also, I mentioned Jalil, and uh, uh, someone told me Afia Nwangaza. Uh, is on. She is a, a SNCC uh, organizer, and you can't do better than SNCC. Uh, and she is one of the persons who participated in developing uh, uh, and, and putting forth what would become known as the Black Power uh, position that finally erupted in 1966. I also wanted to acknowledge uh, that uh, uh, Comrade Sister Belinda Parker Brown, a fierce, uh, tireless, a revolutionary black woman uh, uh, in Louisiana, one of the most horrific places, uh, one of the most horrific prisons in the, on the planet Earth, Angola. And you know what it means, they name a prison uh, for a place where black people come from. And there's a statement that you can come, your freedom is in Africa, here you are some Africa in Angola. That's the kind of thing that they've done to us and Belinda Parker Brown has been making this battle for a long uh, period of time. And I see people are scrambling now trying to let me know somebody else who's on so that I, I should be saying something about. 
And don't blame me and blame those people who are responsible. Let me know that you're there. And they happen to know that that uh, uh, that comrade Matula is my son. And they happen to know uh, that uh, comrade uh, uh, Fia and Jaleel, you know, and Jaleel and I, we do have a, a, a long uh, uh, existing uh, history in terms of uh, a relationship. African People's Socialist Party in solving the problem of the Black Revolution in the 1960s. Uh, we created the Black is Back Coalition for Social Justice, Peace and Reparations because a consequence of this attack on us was the dispersal of all of the revolutionary forces. Those, some of them went, went to prison, some of them were spread all, all around every place, but the party, the people now have their own working class, Africans have their own working class party to solve the problems of the revolution, to pull all these forces back together. Uh, to, uh, as a part of this process, they didn't just want to lock up Jaleel. They didn't want to just kill Panthers and Malcolm, et cetera. They also wanted to kill ideas. They wanted to destroy philosophy. They wanted to destroy the assumption that Black people should be self-determining. So with the arrest and destruction, that was one of the first things to go that they made war against the ideas. Now they talk about, they refer to Malcolm X as a civil rights fighter. You know, stuff like that. They take the, these things from us. So we built uh, this, this uh, coalition. We organized as many African groups as we could to come into a single organization, an organization of organization. We don't say that the coalition is going to make the revolution, but the coalition is going to forward the revolution. Why? Because it is now a body of people, 18 different organizations up to now, that is united around self-determination, anti-colonialism. And it was able to happen because the people had their own party, because African revolutionaries had their own party. The, the working class had the African People's Socialist Party. Hugh P. Newton said, some of you know when he spoke the last the last speeches. In fact, the last time I heard from Jaleel uh, was after Huey P. Newton spoke at the Hoorah House in, in Oakland, California. And he made the statement there that you may not have uh, the Black Panther Party, but you have the Uhura House. He said you may not have the Black, pa Black Panther newspaper, but you have the burning spear. So they haven't done anything by crushing one organization. That's what he said. And that was true. And that the party carried out this mission furthering the aims of the revolution, fighting against colonialism, determined that African people shall be free, not just here, because we recognize that the Black Revolution, this is one of the things that history taught us in terms of our practice, our involvement, our study, that the African Revolution had run into its limitations when fought within the borders created by the colonizers, whether those borders were in Africa, whether those borders were imposed to us uh, on us uh, in what we now call America and all these other places, that this has to be an international revolution, that Africa must be free as a whole people, and that's what we're involved in. That's why they attacked us. And we're not saying that everybody has to believe what we believe in, but we are saying that you know that we should have the right to believe in that and, be, and to organize for the freedom of Black people. That's what we are calling on. So uh, I wanted to make those points, and I also want to say that while we were talking about uh, the attacks that they made on us. While we are talking about how they took $36,000 from the radio program because they didn't want Black people to be able to speak for ourselves, to tell our own stories, to unleash our culture so that people don't have to be bees and hoes and stuff like that when we communicate with them. They don't want that. They want to demean Black people. They want to humiliate Black people. They want people who don't have the ability to have access to our own brains, our own thoughts and things like that. So they take away uh, some money from us. We have a an extraordinary DJ, and you know, we mentioned the fact that he's blind. Uh, that is important because it says something about his access to certain uh, materials and equipment in the in in the in the radio station. But this brother bad, you understand? He's a, he's he likes to say I'm the I'm the the best blind DJ uh, uh, in the world. You see, I don't see nothing, but I feel everything. That's 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 
that's that's DJ Eddie, you know, and uh, so they took this money, they and with the objective of crushing us to make sure that we can't function on the one hand, but on the other hand, they're talking about indicting us for creating that radio station, for creating the economic development programs, and then they offer $10 million bounty uh, for information that they can get from the person who they, the Russian, that they say we're supposed to be working for. They want information so that they can, they can use that information to put us in jail the, the, for, on him and anybody else that he may have had a relationship with. So that's a testimony, first of all, that they ain't got no case. If they had a case, they wouldn't have to be offering the bribery. They, who are they gonna bribe? People on Redbud, the most economically depressed sector of the community, who are they gonna bribe? Uh, people in South St. Petersburg, Florida, economically depressed uh, situation. That's where they want to dangle some money so they can get snitches, but there ain't nothing to snitch. Everything, just go back to the same manufacturing studio pro program factory that you have to come up with this stuff. That's what you're going to have to do because there's nothing that you can bribe and get on us. Our objective now is to fight uh, for the economic development, these dual power programs and democracy because we know, we say, the highest expression of democracy is self-determination. Self-determination. That's the highest, the highest expression of democracy. And so you got a government that's against Uhuru. We say hands off Uhuru. Uhuru means freedom. Yeah. Uh, uh, Uhuru means self-determination. Uhuru means an end to colonialism. And freedom should mean uh, freedom of speech. We should have the ability to, to, to say what we believe and uh, freedom to think what you want to think freedom to be able to organize and freedom to have power over your lives so that we can determine that our children are gonna have a future. I wanna just say this, they're charging us with the same thing they charged W.E.B. Du Bois with in 1951. And, and, uh, uh, and, and what was Du Bois involved in? He, this guy was the guy who uh, was a co-founder of the NAACP. Uh, this is the guy who actually worked with them when they were working against Garvey. So they, 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 they charged him with the same thing they charged him in. What, what was his crime? He was, he was involved in fighting for peace. He was came in for peace. You've got to remember, the 50s was the high tide of what they call Cold War struggles and things like that. And guess what was the question then? Russia was a factor. The Soviet Russia, as they called it at the time. And so they said, said that Du Bois did not register as a, as a foreign uh, agent. Uh, uh, and so that's why they put him on trial. Uh, and but you got this Jewish organization, these Zionist organizations, uh, who work uh, for the state of Israel. What is it, APAC, uh, being uh, one of these outstanding entities, and they can do what they want to do. They work for the state of uh, Israel. They don't have to sign up as some kind of foreign agent uh, uh, registration act, etc. But we do. But it's not going to stop this struggle. Black people are going to be free. Yeah. There's no way, and that's why we have to take the stance that we take. So we're going to have to respond to the insurance companies, to the institutions. This is part of what this emergency call is about. Uh, I said the insurance companies, but I'm talking about the banks, same difference. I'm talking about the banks, right? We're going to have to have a concerted uh, response to that. And that's part of what we're going to be calling you to participate in with us. We're going to fight back. They're they not going to be hiding behind some bogus legal mumbo jumbo that they uh, have uh, in some basement uh, stirring up all kinds of pots of nonsense, right? No, we are going to fight back and we're going to put them on notice and we're going to let the whole world know that these banks are collaborating with the government to deny Black people the right to have free health care, to have uh, 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 economic development in our communities, to have children, to have basketball games. They want us on welfare. They want us to be welfare slaves. 
and what we are saying is we're going to have our own power. We got a right to have our own power. That's what the fight's going to be for. And we're tired of working for white folks. We're tired of working for a system that bleeds us and take everything from us. And when I say white folks, I'm using this euphemism for the colonial white power, the colonial system. Uh, and, and black people want white people to go get jobs and, uh, and do like everybody else has to do. <laughs> go get a job, pee in the bottle, go get a job uh, uh, like everybody else has to do and, and stop living off the blood of African people. And I know that they know, they know that it's, they know that at uh, that time is here. That's why they had, when they raided the African people, Socialist Party, when they raided my house and Redbutt in the black community, they had to go to the white community to raid the white folks. There were some John Browns and Brownettes and, and Joanne Browns and stuff like that over there who were uniting under the leadership of the black revolution. They had to attack them too. They're, they're, we function with the solidarity movement. We're behind the lines of white, of white power. Uh, with a solidarity movement that's functioning in 141 cities in this country, working for reparations, reparations on the agenda, working to get people to sign and retrieve this the genocide convention petitions that people signed, 130,000 signatures say we unite that the United States should have to answer the question of genocide against black people. This is international law. United States took 40 years before it would even ratify that. This is what Paul Robeson was involved in and, and various other forces in the 1950s. And that, that is not going to go away. Black people are going to be free. That's just the objective. And that's why we have to take a stance of a certain kind. So we know that they're coming. Uh, we know that they're here. We know that all kinds of things that are happening to us that we haven't even talked about yet. And some of which we don't even know necessarily, but they're there. And so uh, the fight has to continue. If we fall now, if we collapse in the face of this, I'm talking about Africans who are responsible. We are our own uh, uh, liberators as the as Zimbabwe African National Union used to say, and I understand uh, Comrade Jalil you know, has adopted that slogan. We are our own liberators on the one hand, but two, uh, white people can become liberated too. The process of uniting, of, of becoming a part of the human family is to abandon the interests of this nasty colonialism and join with creating a new world where people can be free. And that's the thing that frightens them more than there's anything, the freedom of the people and the fact that they have lost control of all the white people. They don't have absolute control of white people. And that's the thing that terrorizes them. That's why they're attacking the African people, Socialist Party, African internationalism, our movement. I just want to also really appreciate the, the, the comrade, Ola Zene Uh I appreciate all these, all these, uh, all these uh, remarkable uh, uh, soldiers, these uh, uh, non-indicted co-conspirators, and uh, comrade uh, Onizene Ishitela, uh, comrade young comrade uh, Akile Anai. She may be one of the youngest people in the party. Uh, she was baby when she came into the party. Daddy used to be in the movement, etc. Uh, uh, and and uh, he sent her to us. Uh, and we went to get him, get her too. And uh, so you know, she's a non-indicted co-conspirator. And I just appreciate the fact that here. This is, these are white people. They got these handcuffs on these white people. They didn't use, use uh, uh, battering rams, knock down the doors and everything, and, and, and uh, did all kinds of nasty things like that. And then, of course, Ona Zene Ishitela, who uh, everybody knows, most people know that she uh, is my partner, my political comrade and partner, stuff like that. And so that means when they come to me or <laughs> whatever else, they're coming for her too. And uh, the thing I appreciate so much as Nick came and she didn't even flinch. And uh, that's who we are as a party. That's who we are as a people. And they can't kill the spirit of African liberation. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters. Let's get these banks off our back. <laughs>
You have been listening to Black Power Talks, produced by WBPU, Black Power 96.3 FM in St. Petersburg, Florida. In today's episode, we address the current FBI and Department of Justice economic sanctions against African self-determination. For more information on the Hands Off Uhuru, Hands Off Africa campaign, visit handsoffuhuru.org. Also, to view this complete video, you can visit the Hands Off Uhuru Facebook page or the Burning Spear TV YouTube page. Our theme song, Get Up and Do Something, was written and performed by Alikia Ngoma. Thanks to Black Power Talks production, research, and promotions team, and all others who keep this show going. Uhuru. You can pray until you faint, but if you don't get up and try to do something, God is not going to put it in your lap. And it's no need of running and no need of saying, honey, I'm not going to get in the mess. Do something!